Salutations, starlights. I am your gorgeous host, Rhea, and I use they, them, and theirs pronouns only. I would love to cordially welcome you to this podcast called Babylon Rising, a queer podcast about liberatory magics, art, and the occult. shining the birds are chirping and we are here for another episode of the show Uh, in the previous episode i spoke um about satanic feminism sort of a general overview it's a topic that i will surely return to and i was very impassioned so i do encourage you to listen to that episode it was a lots of fun to make um in this episode we will be talking about sex magic um sex magic uh, and or ritualized sex um, is a common tool in magic for transmutation, invocation, and of course, evocation. Uh, uh, Just, you know, for future reference, I do approach these topics generally from the perspective of a chaos magician. Just figured I'd like to let you know other people have different opinions on like how they would like explain this stuff to somebody or how they think about these things. Um, and that's great, but you know, this is my show and these are my thoughts, generally speaking. Um, that being said, part of the importance of sex and magic, uh, to get back on topic is that in the throes of a sexual experience amidst the intensity of orgasm and in the fog, in the shadow of la petite mort, what you have is essentially gnosis. Uh, Gnosis is an altered state of consciousness where the way you perceive is slightly removed from consensus reality or the way we generally all agree to think about things. (laughs) To explain that with more words than just the very concise consensus reality. Um, In that state, you're primed and ready for some magical meddling with the subconscious. Gnosis is our magical mindset, essentially, and it's where odd or magical or freaky things can happen without the judgment or the expectations of that consensus reality. Um, (laughs) And uh, sex as I've hopefully gotten across to you at this point, is a simple way to access this mindset. There are other ways, of course, which may come up as we go through this episode or may get their own episode specifically, but specifically in this episode, we're talking about sex magic. Sex magic lends itself very strongly to, of course, invocation and evocation. Uh, The difference between the two, if you are unfamiliar, is that generally you can evoke something a spirit or disembodied intelligence to you to command it, or you can invoke something, a spirit or disembodied intelligence into your insides to receive wisdom or to change some aspect of uh, your behavior mindset. Um, some An example of both would be the drawing down of the moon, where you're drawing the moon down into yourself, that would be a great example of invocation and an example of evocation would be something like creating a servitor, creating um, your own spirit to do your will in the world, right? Um, 
At this point, I'm sure you're getting the idea that sex magic isn't just specifically about magic that helps you to get laid or magic concerning your romantic interests. Sex magic is genuinely just a magical tool like any other that can be used for an assortment of goals in an assortment of magical operations. Um, But something else I'd like to point out is that like if we're zooming out of the conversation and looking at sex, generally speaking, sexuality isn't something people really talk about beyond like coy remarks that skirt the point or like crass jokes people would prefer not to think too deeply about. Um, Sometimes it feels like you're not even supposed to want to talk about sex. And like, of course, some queer and LGBT plus people have gained some acceptability or at least representation, but sometimes that feels like it's despite the kinds of sex we may or may not want to have. Um, The very few like caring and productive conversations that happen about sex like in the mainstream generally don't center anything non like cis heteronormative. And Like, the point of that is to say, how can anybody feel comfortable using this very simple and effective form of magic if they feel shameful about sex in general? Magic, sex magic is a great tool for manifestation, for transmutation, and it's going to be hard to access this pretty, like, accessible tool if you feel ashamed about your body or your sexual desires or whatever else. Sex magic can present an opportunity for transmutation in our magic, and we can use sex magic um, to help internalize affirmative and loving messages about sexuality itself. Um, I mean, you might as well. Of course, you know, I don't mean to like undercut my previous point about sex magic not being just about sex, but when we like sort of live in such a sex negative society, you might as well. use it for the the purpose of helping nurture your own sexuality like you might as well um all this i'm sure sounds great but you might be wondering how you can actually do this i've sort of been speaking in you know more general terms right um well it's very simple i'm not kidding when i say it's simple um You simply bring yourself to orgasm, and in that moment, in the moment of orgasm, that is, you focus on your intention, and you are so overwhelmed that you are unable to focus on anything except for your intention. Um, This is sort of common when it comes to excitatory methods of gnosis, generally speaking. So to take a backseat, I've been mentioning that like sex magic can help you initiate gnosis. There are other ways to do that as well. to take a backseat about the sex magic in particular, when I say gnosis, I already explained that I'm talking about altered states of consciousness, but there are other ways to initiate this, including meditation, gazing or scrying, um, going on meditative walks, uh, flogging, various kinds of drugs, and they can be separated into two categories, inhibitory or excitatory methods of gnosis. Um, An inhibitory method would involve Um, quieting down your mind and your thoughts until the only thing that's left is your stated intention. An excitatory method of gnosis would mean 
um, turning up the volume on, you know, whatever you're experiencing or your thoughts and everything is so loud that the only thing that you can focus on is your stated intention. They're sort of opposites of one another. Um, and you can mix and match them together, but you can't really do um, the opposite of one at the same time. You kind of have to do a bunch of excitatory methods or a bunch of inhibitory methods or alternate. Um, sex magic um, or sexual stimulation in magic would fit into an excitatory mode of gnosis because it sort of cranks up your your sensual experiences up to like 11 until what you can only focus on is your stated intention. Um, all right, so let's say your stated intent in a ritual is to ensure safe travels for a future trip. Um, you could bring yourself to orgasm and in the moment of orgasm, focus on this intent in the form of a mantra or sigil. Um, you can build a whole ritual around this with corresponding candles and scents. So like uh, a white candle and I don't know, the smell of lemon and um, low lighting, of course, uh, bring yourself to orgasm and focus on your mantra. They're simple ritual incorporating sex magic. It's so simple because all you really need are like your body, right? It's a very body focused kind of magic. Um, uh, also, in case you're curious why I chose like a white candle and the scent of lemons, it's because um, those are correspondences associated with the moon and the moon is associated with safe travel and travel in general. Um, so sigils, uh, I mentioned offhandedly a couple times, I think, but sigils in particular can be a great example of using sex as gnosis, as an, a way to initiate gnosis. Um, of course, like I said, there are various ways you can initiate gnosis, but sex is a very simple one. Um, in the case of sigils, after you create the sigil, um, it has to be lost to the conscious mind and repressed into the subconscious in order to attract the desired outcome. That is a very important aspect of sigils that people tend to leave out when you are looking at sort of like quick guides to sigils on the internet. It leaves out the very important part, like this is sort of, this makes the whole thing rise. You know, this is the yeast in the bread. This is like trying to make fluffy bread, but you accidentally made flat bread because you forgot the yeast. It's like that. <laughs> Anyways, so to go over that again, when you create the sigil, it has to be lost to the conscious mind and repressed into the subconscious in order to attract the desired outcome. And that is sort of the idea behind that, generally speaking, is that people tend to attract to them the things that they repress. You sort of see this in like people who like refuse to acknowledge and integrate their issues with their mother will tend to attract to them, for example, romantic partners or situations and circumstances that correspond to that repressed issue, those repressed issues with their mother. Sort of taking that and using it for things that we actually want in life, <laughs> like safe travels for a trip. So this whole being lost to the conscious mind and uh, repressed into the subconscious is done pretty simply through um, sex magic. Um, that would in that would sort of involve um, gazing at the sigil at the moment of orgasm, and then what I tend to do is put the sigil out of my way. It's sort of in the background of my life. And so I just don't think about it from then. Uh, and that's generally how you want to do it. Um, 
And since I sort of mentioned how I do things, now would be a good time for me to talk about sort of um, my personal anecdotes about the subject of sex magic. So like I said, it's really hard to get into sex magic when you are um, ashamed or embarrassed about your sexuality. I have been against uh, that sort of thing. Like I'm really against feeling ashamed of like my sexuality and I pretty much decided at the age of 13 that I would never repress my sexual desires. Um, not in a way that is harmful to other people, but I just don't like the idea of feeling ashamed of something that's really, really normal, you know? Uh, so I didn't really have an issue getting into sex magic, um, but it really sort of, uh, sorry, I just knocked the table. Um, sigils is where I really um, got more into uh, utilizing sex in in magic previous to that i had done a lot more meditation and gazing um and scrying so there's that i have used sex magic in a ritual involving invocation did i say that right yes invocation to invoke into yourself uh right so a ritual i did involving an invocation to uh babylon the red goddess um where i ended up um doing some like really intense like um writing about sort of the things I was thinking about in that ritual it turned out really well highly recommend um it there was also a ritual I did I'm trying to focus on the rituals I did that aren't um specifically sigil magic because I sort of explained that right so um in an invocation to Babylon where I ended up writing some very intense poetry um, another invocation to encourage creative energy because I was sort of <clears throat> hitting a creative slump. I wasn't feeling very motivated to uh, paint or whatever. <laughs> I say or whatever. It was painting specifically. I love painting. Um, it's like my one thing that I care about. <laughs> and um, so I incorporated sex magic into that ritual because generally speaking, sex magic can easily correspond to magic to encourage creative energy because you know uh reproduction and like creating people and stuff like that yeah those are some of the associations and it's really easy to use them on a metaphorical level because obviously i have no business to create humans <laughs> um that was a really great inspiring ritual which was the intention so i've had a pretty much great success with using sex um, sex magic, sex to initiate gnosis, right? Uh, something to keep in mind is that I feel like I'm being kind of flippant, but like it's very, very effective sex magic. That is, it is incredibly effective. Um, it's such an intense experience, sex that is generally speaking. So of course, when you are trying to like, when you're trying to use such an intense experience for a specific intention, that's sort of going to amplify the intensity. And so like, I don't mean to uh, be flippant this entire episode. I genuinely respect and appreciate the power of human sexuality. And, you know, in this case, in the context of magic, but generally speaking, I just wish that um, more people would be open to sex magic and less people would be ashamed of their sexuality. And more people would do sex magic. Those are the things, you know, I feel like when you hear the word sex magic or the term, I guess, um, it brings up sort of weird sort of images of like 
magic that is like um i don't know satanic ritual abuse and like crazy dangerous magic that's only for like degenerate sex sex crazed maniacs or whatever you know that definitely doesn't have to be the case um at all i mean it's fine to think of sex magic as being something particularly powerful if that's the way you choose to see it it's not hard to because sexual experiences that aren't you know had with the intention of doing magic are also very intense and powerful but there's no reason to like be so sex negative you know sex magic is really accessible if you want it to be um and i just hope that i communicated that to you um i think that's where i'm gonna end this episode it was a pretty simple episode we talked about sex to initiate gnosis we talked a little bit about invocation and evocation a little bit about sigil magic some stuff to do with sex sexy magic sex 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 (laughs) um Anyways, I'm going to wrap up this episode. If you want to hear more from me, then I have an Instagram called Jezebel.spirit. I have a Tumblr called Jezebel, wait, it's called the.jezebel.spirit.tumblr.com. It's always linked in the episode description. I have a YouTube channel. It's just called Raya Light. Um, and please feel free to subscribe or leave a rating or review on iTunes. But I think that's all I have to say for this very sexy episode. I mean, it wasn't really that sexy, but we did talk a lot about sex magic. So um, let me know what you think about the episode. Was this helpful? Was it not helpful? Should I talk about sex magic some more? I don't know what else I would say about it. Um, Anyways, I'll catch you in the next episode. Uh, Bye. (laughs)